Hey, welcome to Feeling Twisty. There's a really cool Bible story in Genesis uh, chapter 25. If you grew up in church, like I did, then you're familiar with the story of uh, Isaac and his two sons, uh, Esau and Jacob. Now, I always was taught the story as if these were real people. You know, Isaac was a real person the son of Abraham, and uh, Jacob and Esau were the sons of Isaac. And then it goes on from there. You know, the lineage goes from Abraham. Uh, in the New Testament, it links Abraham all the way down through David and to Jesus. They do that in the New Testament to show you the connection, the direct cor uh, correlation between Jesus and Abraham, this lineage. But... Neville started, uh, I learned, started researching this when I started reading Neville, studying Neville's lectures and listening to his lectures. Uh, when he, it floored me the first time I heard him say it, uh, that the Bible, that all these characters in the Bible are inside of us. It's the whole thing, the Old Testament is just an, an outline of how the awareness, the I am, God is in each one of us, and these characters represent different states of consciousness, different aspects of ourself as we awaken, like Moses, for example, means to draw out or to be born. That's the beginning, the beginning of the awakening when you, in the Bible, I am, it's the, that's the first time God calls himself, I am. You tell them, I am that I am sent you. And so Moses is, represents the beginning, the birth of our awakening and, uh, and the realization that the I am is within us. But let me go back to Abraham uh, or Isaac and Esau and Jacob. If you, you may not know this story, I'll, I'm paraphrasing it big time. If you want to look it up, it's in Genesis 25. But at this point, Isaac is old and he's blind. And Esau, they're twins. Esau was the first one born. And, his, uh, and then Jacob is his, was the second son. And there's even a, a prophecy in that chapter where it says, uh, rival nations or in your womb, that the younger, the second one, will rule over the first. So Neville describes it like this, that Esau... Because Esau is described as having hair all over. He's hairy. And Neville pointed out that that represents me and you, this physical body, the one that sees and hears and smells, tastes, the one ruled by the senses. Jacob, which means supplanter, the one who replaces. Jacob represents our imagination the second son, and the imagination rules over the first, this physical world. And I love this, this part of the story. When it came time for Isaac to give his blessing, and according to the, you know, when, the, the, when this was written, to give a blessing, you, when the father gives the blessing to the oldest son, that meant everything. That's a big deal. 
and it can't be revoked. You can't just remove the blessing. So knowing those rules, the, in the time this was written, it's a pretty cool story, I think. So Isaac wants to give Esau his blessing, okay? Now, I'm not going to get all the details, but Jacob, while Esau is gone, Esau leaves to go hunt to bring food to his father. Jacob kills a goat, puts the skin of the goat on his arms and to make himself hairy. All right? Stay with me here. I know I'm kind of rambling with the story. Maybe I should have just read it. So Jacob comes to Isaac. And now remember, Isaac is blind. And that's what Neville says. That's what we do. We shut out the world. We become blind to what our senses tell us. We shut out everything around us. The facts of the world that tell us we can't be what we want to be, can't be who we want to be. And Jacob comes to his father, Isaac, who's blind. And Isaac says, you know, you sound like Jacob. So come here, come closer so I can feel you. Let me feel you. And he t feels the goat skin, the, the hair on his arms that Jacob is disguising himself with. And he says, well, you sound like Jacob, but you feel real. You feel like Esau. And then he gives the blessing to Jacob. But what I love about Neville's interpretation of it is, is that's a great example of what we do. What Neville suggests and teaches that we do and what I believe in that we close off our senses, like Isaac, we're blind to the facts of the world, and we go in imagination, that's Jacob, our imagination, and we clothe it with the tones of reality, whatever it is we want, whatever it is we want to be, experience, in imagination, we clothe it with the tones of reality, we make it feel real to us. And I know yesterday I talked about how you don't need to imagine a scene that the key is to the feeling. And you ask yourself, what would it feel like to be this or to have whatever, whatever your goal is, whatever your desire is. And it is, it's the feeling. Feeling is the secret. But to put yourself into a scene in imagination is so much fun. And it can be so intense. It, it's amazing how when you go in, close off what the world tells you, shut out the world for a few moments, and you don't have to go into your room or into a closet and shut the door. But you go into imagination and you create this imaginal scene that puts you into it, first person experience. And you live that little scene. You actually live it in imagination. You experience it completely. This scene that implies that your wish is fulfilled. Whatever it is. Neville says to first decide what it is you want. And then be still. And know that you are God. Be still and know I am God, he says. He's quoting Psalm 46.10. But be still, knowing what you want. 
enter that scene, step into the picture in your imagination and live that scene. Just a short little scene, just a couple of seconds. You may initially, what I do sometimes when I'm in the silence or what 2020 calls uh, doing a feel it real session, I may rehearse a few things, kind of go through different scenes until one catches my attention. All of these scenes implying that my wish is fulfilled, that I'm already that person I want to be. And then I'll, I'll pick a scene and I'll enter that scene and it may, the actual, it may be a longer scene at first, a little conversation. But then I collapse that, that scene into a point. Maybe it's a handshake or a hug or a kiss from Kim celebrating whatever it is. A high five from someone. Or kids laughter, whatever it is. It's your little world. You get to pick whatever that point is, but something you can rehearse or live through in your imagination and do it a number of times. Feel the handshake and you do what Isaac did. Come closer so I can feel you. You clothe your imagination, your imaginal act with the tones of reality. Bring in all your senses that you can. You do it all day when you're imagining. You imagine up arguments with people. You relive arguments. You relive a, an awesome football game you watched the night before. You can bring up sight easily, I think. Bring in smell and touch. Touch is such a wonderful way to bring it in and make it real in your imagination. Feel the touch of their hand in yours. Maybe it's a cruise you want to go on. Maybe put yourself on the deck of the ship. Feel the railing in your hands. Smell the salty air. Hear the waves crashing. See the sunlight reflecting off the water. All of your senses at play here. When you do that, just go through that scene a number of times, you'll know it. You'll know when it's done. It's an intensity within you. Now you're outside, your body's not jumping up and down and heart beating like crazy, like you just won the lottery or something. It's all within, but you feel this intensity and it feels absolutely real to you. So much so that when you do open your eyes, it's a little weird. It's like coming out of a dream, you're come back and you have that moment, at least I do, where just a little moment of disorientation, I'm, I wasn't, I'm not where I just was in imagination. I did notice something I do that I've noticed that I do. And I think it's one reason why sometimes I fail at, at doing this, it's that I'm not relaxed. I think I'm in a state akin to sleep. I think I'm shutting out everything. But I noticed you know, there are times when 
during my imaginal scene while I'm in the silence or doing a feel it real session, I notice that I'm bracing. My body is actually bracing like I'm tense, nervous about something. Maybe I'm holding my breath a little bit or my chest is tight. You know, you hold your breath, hold up, a, hold your breath a little bit, but you're breathing slightly, just real shallow breaths, but your chest is tight because you're full of air. You're bracing for impact, kind of. I notice I, I do that. And that's where force comes in. I'm trying to force something. And force can't be a part of this and be successful. So start, as you're practicing this, as you're doing these things, notice what your body's doing. Notice your breathing. Are you breathing deeply and rhythmically? Just not necessarily, not specific rhythm, like <laughs> not like you're giving birth or uh, anything like that, but just a normal in and out breathing. Your body's relaxed, not bracing, your chest isn't tight, your neck is relaxed. Notice how you feel as you're doing this. Minimal effort is the key. And when you do enter a scene and you do have that moment where the tones of reality have taken, all, taken over the scene and you feel it to be real, oh, you know it. You absolutely know it's done. It's a wonderful feeling. Neville calls it, I think he quotes psychologists. I can't remember, but he calls it the law of uh, reverse effect, I think it's called, where he, he talks about you can't force this. There can't be a lot of effort. And I've noticed when I'm doing that in my imaginal acts, in, my, in the silence, I've noticed sometimes I am. My body's telling me, oh, hey, buddy, you're trying to force this. Like I'm trying to convince somebody to do something. There's no convincing. Nothing outside of you. So just relax. Relax into the scene. And step into that picture. First person, present tense experience. And claim your desire is fulfilled and live from your wish fulfilled. Your world will change. I know from experience, I only talk about things I actually experience because that would feel false. That would be false. I'm never going to tell you anything that I haven't actually experienced. All right, guys, school's out. Here comes my daughter. You have a great day. Love you. This is Feeling Twisty.